Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be talking about on this week's episode? Ryan, it is time that I debuted a new segment where we watch in real time the rise of AI and the downfall of humanity and the one man that is going to take us there. It's been nice serving with you, Tyler. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ryan? On this week's episode, I cannot let this Epstein flight log go. (laughs) And is the body biologically programmed for morality? Let's find out together. Tyler, have you ever seen the movie Minions? I have. I've seen it once after it came out. Okay. Uh, all That whole Despicable Me franchise is one that I find to be pleasurable. I enjoy those movies. I like the Pixar movies. I like the animated movies. Those are fun. Well, they exploded on the scene. Like, the Minions became like this household image. Yeah, they were adopted by... Um, Middle American mothers who first discovered what memes were, right? Sure, to a they, certain degree. Yeah. They were taken on as a mascot for some reason. Mm-hmm. They're well, cute. They're cute. They're That's adorable. how they were designed, I think. They speak poor Spanish. You like know, like they're, Baby Yoda. They're, yeah, yeah, kind of. So here is my question. In the beginning of that movie, there are a lot of implications, and I don't know if you recall, but at the very beginning of the movie, they show a montage scene where minions, who turns out, are immortal. They are immortal. They have yep. been around and they have been serving bad guys since the dawn of time. Millions I mean, and millions of years. T-Rex, cavemen, all of those things. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes, that is correct. It was shocking. And not unlike Sabretooth and Wolverine at the beginning of X-Men Origins. Yeah. You you would think being alive for that long, you would you would find some semblance of intellect. You would figure Spanish out at some point. Something. I've done Duolingo. It's hard, but if you put the effort in, you could do it. In a few million years, you get the hang of it. <laughs> that owl does look prehistoric. But this is what I'm going to tell you. Here is what they are flatly telling you. They assisted Napoleon in invading most of Europe. Okay. Which racked up a total death count of around 3 million. Okay. Okay. So, so as the evil geniuses' assistants, so far they're doing well. 3 million. 3 million okay. is pretty good. They assisted Genghis Khan in invading just about all of China, racking up a total death count of roughly 40 million people. Okay, we're up to 43 million. Those are not rookie numbers. Those are not, Tyler, we know for a fact. It's pretty good that they took part in 43 million deaths while being cute as all get out. For sure. Adolf who? That mustache ain't going to serve <laughs> now you. Now that, Tyler, yeah. I am so glad that you said that because the implications of that are, okay, so wait a minute. They are all along serving whoever is the most evil at, at a time. Are we saying that minions were Nazis? I mean, maybe they weren't in Germany at the time. Maybe they were busy doing something else. I am so glad that you said that because, like you said, you only saw the movie once, so I am going to give you a pass for your ignorance here. They retire to Antarctica after the fall of Napoleon, where mm. they remain until 1968, which is when that, which is when the plot takes place. Mm-hmm. This was conveniently 
in, in exile during World War II in order to avoid the implications that minions were Nazis because Genghis Khan, uh, Napoleon, all of these have happened so long ago yep. that they're palatable. Well, I guess the question is, how long, what is the the statute of limitations where we're allowed to use World War II in these kind of stories? Because I'm sure people in China hundreds of years ago would not appreciate us using Genghis Khan as one, an example. Uh, one million percent. And that is very interesting. Like the idea of Pearl Harbor, which is something that has been totally devastating. You can make... I don't want to say jokes, but you can use it in these kind of things in mm -hmm. a way that you cannot use 9-11. Yep. Right? Agreed. That stands to reason. Or unless there's that one bold director out there that <laughs> wants to get this niche. Listen, I've got this 9-11 comedy coming out and you guys are going to love it. Uh, so, but here's the thing. So they were sent to Antarctica, a perfect plot point to make sure that nobody thinks that these cute little banana looking minions are Nazis. But lest we forget, December 17th, 1938, a crew of 82 scientists, officers, and enlisted men, the German Antarctic expedition set sail. Do you, do you recall this? How the Nazis tried to set up mm -hmm. a base in Antarctica? Absolutely. And yeah. landed there? Yeah, for sure. They made it there. If you put the pieces together, I am here to tell you. This just in. The minions were fucking Nazis, <laughs> Tyler. Wait, wait. The minions... We're fucking yes Nazis? and yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes and yes, that's how they multiply. Gotcha. Little, tiny, yellow, cute as fuck Nazis, Tyler. Gotcha. Some of them have one eyes. Some of them have two eyes, uh -huh. which suggests that they were doing some of that, you know, some of that experimentation on mm. the minions as well. Yeah, of course. Of what do you course. think about that, Tyler? Uh, yeah, they prove that they are more than willing to kill and they'll do it again. It's they don't care. That is exactly right. They do not care. Welcome, everybody, to another Those Guys You Hate, where we are just blowing the lid off of what's really going on. This whole episode, Tyler, is all about fact-finding. It is all about getting down to the, to the basis We're starting with the minions, and then we're going further up to the top. Tyler- Somebody look into Steve Carell. Figure out what he's doing. Look at his browser history. Well, that's too far. I guess that's, that's a little that's unfair. That's a step too far. That's a little unfair. But let's figure out how yeah. he got so much more handsome from season one to season two of The Office, oh, and we will go from there. Is it the hair plugs? The yeah. And they yeah. are fantastic. And he looks- No shame. He looks hotter now than he ever has. Would you get hair plugs if you needed them? Silver Fox. I very much like to believe that I would just embrace- whatever I'm going to look like in the future. It's easy to say with that with that full flowing head of hair. Tyler. As you just said, it's very easy to say now. So I, I would say no, but when I if I ever become bald, <laughs> probably yes. I'm looking forward to probably finding this yes. out. Tyler, welcome to another episode. Tyler Menendez, my brother, my co-host, my pal. How are you, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Fantastic, Tyler. Let's get right into it because we are working at a shorter clip. So let's go ahead and start off with Ryan's Vault of Sound. Mm -hmm. Ryan's Vault of Sound. Now, this is a kind of funny, kind of joking around. On the last time that I led an episode, we discussed, I just kind of penned it in there in like uh, as a last minute thing. And it's something that really is super interesting to me. Epstein's, Flight log. You're not going to let this go, huh? 
Should I? Nor should you. It feels to me like the story of uh, the century of our times mm-hmm. and the implications of what is real and what's not real. We, I, I, I joked around about Jay-Z and Beyonce being on that list. We have gone on to find out that they are on that list. Mm-hmm. I asked the question that if you're on that list, right now there's a huge thing going on between Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the New York Jets, who is least known for playing football. Mm-hmm. He is most known for incendiary comments being thrown around, has called Jimmy Kimmel, a late-night talk show host, amongst many other things, a pedophile. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, it is because, a, because he's on Epstein's flight. Sure. Loggers. It, it is a rumor that, that, that has gone around for quite a while. That, and that Jimmy Kimmel's a pedophile, that Jimmy Kimmel's been on that flight. Well, but it's be, not a rumor anymore, is it? Well, I'm saying the, the rumor had gone around for years throughout over the internet, but it was seen as a rumor. And now all these names are coming out and it's being established that these people were specifically on this flight. As I said, the last time that we talked about it, I don't think you can immediately assume that somebody automatically is a pedophile because they've been on the flight one time. Now, if you've been on the flight, you know, 20 plus times, maybe there's some assumptions we can make. Well, that's the big question. If you are on this flight log, what I have been told by somebody else, and I have not looked this up because that's the type of journalist that I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for when minions are involved. Gotta stop I, using that word. I'm going through, I am going through historical data when it comes to the minions. Sure. He, he being Jeffrey Epstein, is connected to a lot of um, charitable efforts and sure. and he did a lot of things. So could you be on his flight log without going to PP Toucher Island? I think so. I think you can. And I, as I said, I think it's the number of times you've done it, you know, like, like if you get on that flight one time, you're in a specific situation, you're with specific people. Okay. Maybe if you do it again and again and again, you got to know what's going on. You're talking about one Prince Andrew, Prince Andrew, um, Donald Trump, Prince Albert, you know, JFK jr. Oh yeah. 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 He was too handsome. Multiple times. Really? Yeah. yeah, Uh, what's his name? Old Willie Clinton. Oh, oh yeah. Bill oh, Clinton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing yeah, yeah. shocking about that. No, okay. No. So let's get into but the economy under his, under his presidency, Ryan. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'm willing to talk. And have you ever seen him play some cool jazz on oh, that saxophone? So oh good. my Lord. I believe he did that on a late night talk show. Yeah. I believe now, it. speaking of which, I'm sure you have heard and or seen this before. Here's where the Ryan's vault of sound comes in. Do you remember when Jim Carrey, who is also on Epstein's flight log list, whatever the deal is. Do you remember when he was on Jimmy Kimmel? No, not not particularly. Let's hear just a quick little snippet of it on Ryan's Vault of Sound. Mm. <laughs> is that a gang sign? Have you... Um... Oh, like you don't know what it is. You don't know what that is. I have no idea. Well, you don't know. Jimmy Fallon doesn't know. David Letterman doesn't know. Well, we don't know. All the comics and show business don't know what this is. <laughs> right? Yeah. What is it? Come on, Jimmy. Seriously, the time is up. People are hip to this kind of stuff. I, I'm here tonight to blow the lid off it, to be the whistleblower. I'm sick and tired of the secrets and the lies. It is the secret symbol of the Luminati, and you're a part of it, and it is it, the all-mocking tongue. Oh. I like it. That's a weird bit. 
It's the symbol of the all-mocking tongue. And I'm sick of it. I want everybody to be in on the joke, man. You know what I mean? For years now, talk show hosts, people on television, people in sitcoms have been hired by the government to throw you off the track, to distract you, to make you laugh and stuff like that, make you happy and docile so you don't know what's really going on, you know? And they get out there in the woods in a circle naked and they decide these things and, you know, and you know, look at him, look at him trying to... <laughs> All right, so I, I don't know where hilarious. to... Hilarious, hilarious. You know, I don't know where to cut this off, mm -hmm. but there's, there's multiple things that I find interesting about this. Number one, Jim Carrey, who has always been kind of crazy. You know, that's been his shtick when he was on The Living Color. Maybe the greatest physical comedian of all time. Mm -hmm. Him and Kramer. Why? What's wrong with him? Um, you, you, you said the joke without any setup. I yeah, like that. Yeah, that's the way that we do it around here. Sure. Well, I don't have time to wait for good humor. Gotcha. Here's the thing that I find to be interesting, and I'm just throwing this out there. Number one, Jimmy, I mean, what, what's your just take on that immediately? Uh, I don't know. It's it's it. it uh, first of all, I feel like the audience was laughing, even though they didn't understand why they were laughing. But isn't that Jim Carrey's thing? It's like an Andy Kaufman kind of like, wow, this guy is just funny, and I'm not even sure why. Yeah, kind of. I, I didn't really see the humor in any of that. You know, like it was as if he was telling, yeah, like the Kaufman thing, where you're telling a joke to yourself and you don't give a shit if anybody gets it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seemed kind of kooky, kind of weird. I don't know if he was actually blowing the lid off of anything, but I do believe that he believed some of the stuff that he was saying. Now, that's somewhere along the line. We went from dumb and dumber Jim Carrey, who is just acting out like a kid who wants attention in class, mm -hmm. to all of a sudden this guy that is preaching that the world isn't what you think of it. And he really seems like, I'm sure from a lot of people's perspective, to have gone crazy yeah okay now here is my i'm just i'm spitballing here what if somewhere along the line jim carrey reached this upper echelon of hollywood saw some of the inner workings and it fucked him up what sure. if it's like hey you want to be part of hollywood you got to do this thing with us and it fucked him up i can believe that i also think that there's a certain uh level that you get to in which he has arrived where you stop giving a fuck where when he was doing Dumb and Dumber, he was he, he had exploded on the scene. But, but what a weird way to stop giving a fuck. It what seems mean? like he cares more about uh, explaining to people that there are things out there. I mean, so many people have written him off as just a complete insane person sure. at this point. That there are things out there that you don't understand. And he seems to have dedicated his life to shouting that from the rooftops. I find that to be very interesting. It is very interesting. But we've seen actors do this. We've seen people in Hollywood like, do this. Like, give me an example. Dan Aykroyd, where he was this, he's this huge celebrity, did Ghostbusters, did all these different movies. And then, and then quit his acting career to become an alien, uh, sure. uh, like, truther, I guess you, would you know be the word. You know he has Tourette syndrome? I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, he he. The same thing with what's his name from Blink One Eighty Two did the exact same thing. Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge did. Yeah. One of, he was part of the, one of the biggest bands in the world and quit because he wanted to dedicate his life to this thing that he believed, which was aliens. I respect that for sure. Okay, now let's move. You, you just get so high up on the ladder, you're just like, bro, I don't need any of this shit anymore. I just want to go do what I want to do. Or what somebody else would say is the idea that you are privy to information that other people aren't and you... Without a doubt. Okay, let's let's keep going here uh, in Ryan's Vault of Sound. Cat Williams just did an interview on the Shannon Sharp 
podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it we, is. We talked about it last time. Gained international fame. Sure. One of the parts of it is where he said Kevin Hart is an industry plant. Mm-hmm. What I, is, I remember that. What does that mean to you? Um, well, maybe that K- kind of like what Jim Carrey just said. Kind it? of. I, I take it as as uh, he was propped up by the industry as a whole. The industry came together to prop him up as a distraction, now, I guess. Uh, OK, as yeah. a distraction, as yeah. somebody who is going to do their bidding, as somebody who is on the inside that they can control. Very well could be. Okay, tell me. Now, this Ryan's Volta Sound is going to need a little explanation from you, but have you ever seen this? I don't know if you've had this, but I've had people throw millions of dollars in my face to do something I didn't want to do. And what? Just, you've been off, yeah. Oh, they're in the room. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. That was my way of cueing you. Like, it's open dialogue. Yeah, you want me to keep talking about it? By all means, we can keep talking about anything. But. But don't do it. Yeah, I just. Now, now hmm. the 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 that the, was weird. The scary music behind it certainly helps out a lot. But what what you just listened to is Kevin Hart on the Kelly Clarkson, uh, you know, Show. she like took over for Ellen. I don't know if it's, but you know, she became kind of the new Ellen when Ellen was outed as an a hole. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, he literally talks about shitting in his pants on stage. At one point. Okay. Wow. Dedication. He is willing to talk about anything except when she brings up that she's been put in bad situations by what you assume to be the Hollywood elite. Mm. What was his reaction? Because you can't see it. You can't really hear it. Sure. He's putting his finger over his mouth like in time out in an elementary school. And he genuinely looked worried. It wasn't even like laughing like, hey, hey, playing it off as sarcasm. It was like, hey, hey, shut the fuck up. He's doing his best to make it funny, but it does not seem funny. He, He looked genuinely scared. What do you what do you make of that? Uh, first of all, very if you are trying to hide a secret, very poorly handled. Well, how would you handle it? You could easily say yes and then make up some ridiculous story of and lie, just fucking lie. Yeah. But when you look like that, as he did, where he's he's doing this, he's putting his finger between his his lips over his lips, and he's and he he's got a frown, mm-hmm. and he's going, hey, don't don't Gen- genuinely don't. looks worried in the video, and she's laughing. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell if it's fake or no, not. She's uncomfortable. She's she, I, sure. This is my interpretation of it. She's realizing this guy's not going there with me. Yeah. This guy's not going to do it. Yeah. This yeah, guy's yeah. a fucking plant. Yeah. I, I just that that was a very strange uh, reaction to that. I have had my whole life this problem. And I know you know it because we've known each other. How long? Uh, it's been like two months. Yeah. Something like <laughs> that. Like, you seem like a cool dude. Yeah. Um, this problem with not being in on the story, this problem of being lied to, and this idea that this is happening behind our backs and that that there's the circle of people who are all in on this thing that are making decisions for us. Mm-hmm. It's just something that sticks out. It just sticks in my craw, yeah, as it were. Without a doubt. I mean, there are plenty of examples. Well, I shouldn't say plenty, but there are examples that have come out recently that show that this is a very tight-knit group and that they are not willing to divulge information, much like the Harvey Weinstein situation, where everybody in Hollywood fucking knew that this guy was a monster. Yep. A monster. Speaking of plants. And they <laughs> <laughs> and they and they all were very hush-hush about it. Yeah. And then when it came out, all these a-holes were like, I stand with the women. 
No, you don't. You knew this was happening. And you. Uh, some of these people, like Meryl Streep, seemingly, allegedly, were leading these little girls, these young oh, women, to Harvey Weinstein. Hey, let me introduce you to Harvey. Ugh. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. And, and, and then the last thing that I'm going to say here on the world's longest Ryan's Volta Sound is remember the Corys. Remember Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, who had been saying that this stuff was going on since the 80s? I, I mean, Feld- say, Cor- no. Cor- what did I say? No, no, I was going to say Feldman did the interview with Barbara Walters, I right? think, and she shut him up. Oh, did she? She, she, he was, he, she, she. Right he, to the top. He was trying to tell her, and she was. I'll play it on the weekend review for next week. Wow. He, she, she was literally sitting there going, "Do you understand how many careers you're affecting right now?" And it's like, "What, lady? What are you talking about?" It was a different time, man. It's a crazy thing. And Corey Haim ended up overdosing, I believe. At the uh, anyway, That's this tragic, tra- it, terribly tragic, deeply, deeply tragic. Yeah. We don't know what's going on in our world, and there are people seemingly that are at the top who want to keep us that way. Yeah. Ryan's Vault of Sound? <laughs> a very sad Ryan's Vault of Sound. But, but no, also, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. no, you're, it is a very sad yeah. Ryan's Vault of Sound. It's also a very interesting Ryan's Vault of Sound and a very important Ryan's Vault of Sound. And, and needs to be talked about. Hashtag them too, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like this idea Ooh. that there's all this stuff going on. And we're not allowed to talk about it. Whistleblowers will be, I don't know, killed. I don't know what the what the situation is. Without a doubt. And this is why I can't let it go. I think this is the the story of our times. Well, you're next. You're next on the list. Then apparently, if you keep talking about it, come and get me, baby. No, As, no, yes, no. Can you imagine what that'll do for our numbers, Tyler? Uh, that's a good point. Come, right. and, come and get them. Let's go ahead and take a break. Let's chart out what we're going to do with all of our newfound fame when I'm dead. <laughs> and, <we'll, laughs> and we will. Our newfound fame. Well, Tyler, avenge me. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. If you're anything like us, you've struggled with depression, anxiety, isolation, or any number of things that hold you back in life. Or do you procrastinate a little too much? Maybe you've had trouble with self-control or even just going through a tough time. Regardless of whatever it is you're going through, therapy can help. For me, Ryan, it's completely changed the way I deal with my problems. Even the relationship with my own thoughts have improved dramatically. And that's why we're excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is so important to us because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you up to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. Go to betterhelp.com slash those guys or click on the link in the show's description. Clicking on that link not only supports us, but supports you. And we want to support you too by giving you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp to connect with a therapist and see if it helps you. Finding the right therapist is so important. Someone that you really connect with. And BetterHelp has made that easier than ever. Switching therapists until you find the right one without having to worry about insurance or any additional fees. You know, Tyler, when I first had my son, I felt so many emotions that I had never experienced in my life. Therapy really helped me figure out what was going on. Well, that is betterhelp.com slash those guys. Help the show by supporting the people that help us. Yeah. 
those guys. You just understand advertising so much better that you can't prove it. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. You're all done. Is that what that that hand waving like that? I'm all done. I figured we'd do a silent uh, connection, communication sort of thing, and you fucked it up. I like this when we do silent connection. I think this is good. You hate. I think this is good that we can kind of communicate with one another without the, the audience knowing. Ending each other's sandwiches? Correct. So you're all done. All done. Silently, now I know that. Those guys you hate. And we're back. Red circle. And we're back, Tyler. We didn't go anywhere. Yeah, we don't really move during these things. No, no, no. Or when we're done. Mm-hmm. Tyler, uh, let's go ahead. I have an unhappiness indicator and we can review. What do you got left? I have a let's, new segment. Let's do yours. Let's do yours. Let's, I want to hear what you got. Let, let's do mine. Hold on. I got to power up the old uh, AI machine really Crank quick. Crank that hold thing on, up, hold, baby. Hold on Hopefully second. AI will come along and rescue us from all of our child molestation issues. I that, hope so. Right. And I hope AI also saves us from AI. That would be really, really nice as well. Wow, I'd never even really considered that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, from all of my time growing up, I, I have this Pavlovian response to when I hear this, mm. my my dick starts getting hard. It's like it's like warming up the car. You were getting hard before you even sure. got onto the internet? Sure. Oh, yeah. Jeez, well, because dude. here's the thing. It takes about seven hours to download a, like one of those, just a, a, a picture, like an image. Uh-huh. So you had to really get into it. You sure. Know I mean? sure. I always did the chat rooms, even though as an adult, I look back and realize it's just a bunch of dudes talking to other sure. dudes. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, how yeah. Uh, all of this started. Yeah, without a doubt. Listen to that baby purr, Ryan. <laughs> oh, man, that's nice. All right, this is AI Watch, Ryan. Okay. AI is becoming a real problem in our world well, or or a solution. Who knows? That's the thing. It all comes down to your perspective. But I also believe that we are, this is a snowball effect recently. Don't say snowball. Within the last, I am saying snowball. Uh-huh. AI is going to spit directly in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and even the, I believe the president, I think it is, of DreamWorks just came out and said, in the next three years, AI is going to replace roughly 80% of animated movie jobs. Wow. 80%. That's, I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. This is a snowball effect. And so as this rolls downhill, we're going to we're gonna pay attention to this and we're going to call it out on a weekly basis if that's as often as information is coming out about if it. If AI will allow us. Yeah. Now, Ryan, Yo. tell the audience who OpenAI is. OpenAI is the company that 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 came up with ChatGPT. That is correct. Okay, they are an AI company, and they came up. If you don't know what ChatGPT is, be afraid, and also check it out. It's pretty awesome. That is fucking. It's oh so man, what cool. it can do with art? Speaking of which, is incredible. It's so I know. cool. I don't, but you need the subscription to play with the art part of it. And I don't want to pay any money for it, but damn, would I love to play with that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always wondered what it would do for the show if I did pay, but yeah, I'm not paying either. Nah, yeah. nah. come on. I'm not going to fund my own death. Sure. <laughs> doing that with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I, I'm sorry. I know this isn't the place for it. Somebody asked me from last week's show, uh-huh. is Tyler actually doing crack? <laughs> and I told them... I hope you didn't lie. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, he is. Well, yes. How do you think I keep this constant <laughs> glow about me? How do you keep your cheekbones so pronounced? <laughs> now, Ryan, this week, open AI, and this is a short segment, but this should keep make you very, very afraid. Open AI quietly deleted language 
expressly prohibiting the use of its technology for military purposes. They, so they deleted language. Where was this language before that? Their usage policy. Okay. It is their own policy saying how we are going to use this technology. Well, I know that they lost a big portion of the people who worked there. They came back though. Oh, did they, they really? They rehired Sam Altman and then they, I think they brought back the majority of the team or they were threatening to leave. And then when he came back, I think everything went back to normal. And, um, but it sounds like it didn't. It sounds like if they're now moving into the military sector, it sounds like this is the reason why this was started up is changing. It's morphing as time goes on. Without a doubt. That's crazy. As it is wont to do, much like Google. Google, when they first started and they became this huge, gigantic company in their usage policy, in their terms, not their terms of service, but the way that they promised that they would run themselves, it literally said, do no evil. That was that was the fundamental belief of how they would run the company. Okay, right. And then How's like, that going? And then like 10 years ago, they just got rid of it without without saying anything about it. And this is the exact same thing that happened here. OpenAI, they quietly deleted it uh, from their usage policy, and it, was, it included a ban on activity that has high risk of physical harm, including specifically weapons development and military and warfare. So that's basically what they're now slowly being able to do is attach AI to like drones and that kind of thing with, with weapons on them. How, how could that. that be an issue? How, what, what could possibly, I don't see an issue ever go wrong. No, not at all. What are we doing? And funding our own destruction, yeah. as you just said. Yeah. And one little tidbit before we move on, a student project has revealed yet another powerful, uh, a power of artificial intelligence. Thank you for this NPR. It can be extremely good at geolocating where photos are taken. So a photo of you somewhere in the world can be fed to this machine run by AI. It's all just data. And it can predict exactly where you are standing when the photo was taken. <sighs> so we're screwed. Well, uh, let's make sure that we take that information and attach like a uh, freaking laser beams to its head. Freaking laser beams, it's, man. It's AI with freaking <laughs> laser beams. I mean, that's wild, dude. So that is our very first AI watch. And as I said, be afraid. That is crazy, man. Yeah. We yeah. need some sort of palate cleanser. Actually, I don't know how much better this is, but uh, that's that's worrisome. It's, yeah. a, it's something that I'm truly. What if this AI could start targeting all the pedophiles in Hollywood? Oh boy, but would you be comfortable with that? Because you would have to take yes. their word for it that who they're killing are actually pedophiles. I think we just need a full culling and we need to start all over again. <laughs> we just need a new plague? Sure, and I would say those guys <laughs> in here would have a nice shot at it. All right, let's do the unhappiness indicator. All right, Tyler, this is something I did not look up. This is something that I've just been playing with on my own. I'm going to hit you with just the general question, and then we'll see what you want to do with it. What if the body is biologically programmed for morality? What do you think about that? Biologically programmed for morality? I can see that. Yeah, because, I mean, we have these inherent feelings within us when we do something wrong, at least the majority of us do. When we do something wrong, there's that internal feeling that tells us, hey, this doesn't feel good. You're doing something wrong. Well, and not just feelings in terms of I'm happy or I'm sad. I mean just actual the way that we store pain in our bodies. Mm. When you hear that, that's like, oh man, what? A, okay, cool, whatever. But it's not crazy to say to somebody, 
man, I had somebody's giving you a massage and they're like, man, you got a real knot in your back. And you're like, dude, I had the most stressful day today. Everybody can, you know, feel everybody has been through that to some degree. The idea that your body stores stress and trauma in actual physical places in your body, that's not crazy when you put it in those terms. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Also, you have the pineal gland, which is, if you're a total fucking kook, your third eye, which is a gland in your brain that when you do, dare I say, moral things, gives you a chemical reward of dopamine and serotonin and makes you feel good for doing something quote unquote good. Well, it's a good thing I'm a kook. It is a good thing that you're a kook. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I believe there is scientific merit to that. Mm -hmm. And that idea of what you've heard a million times, the truth will set you free. The idea of getting something off your chest that you've been lying about literally gives you physical ease and pleasure. Yeah, I fully believe that. So is the body, now morality as we've spoken, not unlike many other things in our lives, a flat circle, is morality which is different in everybody's eyes, could your body be biologically regulated to be moral? Yes, absolutely. But as you said, people perceive morality in different ways. So what you and I, what would give you or myself pause, so other people wouldn't have that internal reaction to that same event or action. But don't we go along some type of guideline though? Don't we go along? Yes, you and I could have different ideas on how bad jaywalking is, but Kill him! If you're okay, <laughs> you have been demoted from sheriff. Um, but that idea of to go back to what we were talking about, you're out there molesting children. Oh, let, let's say Harvey Weinstein, who's doing all these terrible things. Yeah. He has a gangrenous penis that is literally falling off. Whenever you talk about his little green wiener, little you, green wiener. you always yell it at me for some it's, reason. I'm sorry. You it get just, so excited. I believe that there is a connection between those things. People who have done terrible things in their life getting cancer later on. Not saying that everybody who has cancer has done something terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful. Uh, yeah, sorry, mom. But, uh, but the idea, <laughs> you didn't live in Antarctica in 1938, did you? But the idea that there is a connection between those two things, to me, number one, seems quite possible and also seems just. It seems like if that is true, if there is some sort of design out there that we don't know about, that we can't see, to me, that feels right. There are times in my life where I am doing the wrong thing and I have paid for it physically, mentally, spiritually. Mm -hmm. That seems right to me in some way. Otherwise, why wouldn't we all just be terrible monsters? Uh, agreed. And that's why you see, that's why we have these addictions because they help us suppress these inherently bad feelings that we're feeling. And in our society, we're, there's not enough education on, hey, let this shit go. Forgive yourself. Let go of the shame. And so we turn to alcohol very, very or, tough. or drugs. Of course it is. But yeah, you know what else is tough? Alcohol addiction, drug addiction, those are really fucking tough. It really, it very much is. And this is just a snake eating its own tail, sure. a circle that goes round and round. And, is it flat? Uh, <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> I hadn't considered it, but yes. What is that called? An Ouroboros? What is that called? I have a no snake idea. eating its own tail? As a matter of fact, I just heard on a uh, Stuff You Should Know Today, do you know that 95% of the serotonin in our bodies is created in your gut? Really? Yeah, there oh, wow. there it was an episode on how your 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 stomach thinks mm. and how your brain and your stomach react. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, said we have a second brain in our gut. That, of is, all the that micro is true. That is true. That idea of like your your body 
is in 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 crisis situations better at thinking than your stomach mm-hmm. than your mind. Mm-hmm. So anyway, biologically programmed for morality, I don't have an answer to it. But the more that I do these little experiments on myself, the more that I find that to be true. When I'm doing what I believe is the right thing to to do, my life feels better. Mm, that's great. Yep. Yeah, I think that's something that we can all take something from. And listen, if you are, I know it sounds, you know, it might sound a little strange to people. It it may be, but if you're feeling down or you're suffering from depression or anxiety or one of these other things that so many of us have suffered from or are currently suffering from, one of the best ways to combat it, not only exercise, which is, will do you fucking wonders, but helping people getting out there and giving back to people, even in the most minuscule of ways, will help you to feel better. It creates those endorphins and that dopamine and that serotonin in your brain. If you feel like shit, stop thinking about yourself for a little bit and go out and do something for somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's kind of gay. But also true. Also true. Yep, there you go. All right, Tyler, great job. Let's, we can review it and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Go for it, buddy. What we can review is, is Ryan and I say kooky shit all the time. And we got a lot of things wrong as well. So we go back to previous episodes and we correct ourselves and we call each other out. Ryan, last week we watched the video that the entire internet was horrified and enjoyed simultaneously. Aliens in Bayside? Of the man jumping over the judge's bench and assaulting her. It was a crazy video. That seems like kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. Sure. Uh, we asked, you think they're going to find him guilty? (laughs) I hope that they at least hear his side of the story. I asked the question, how high are those judges benches? Cause he cleared it. Yeah. He crushed that thing. Did I look it up? Oh yeah. Ryan, the average judges bench is 52 to 56 inches. That is four and a half feet. Okay. And to our international audience, that is 130 centimeters. How many kilometers is it? About point zero one. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Negative zero. So we said five feet. We were pretty close. We were close. Yeah. And that guy cleared that he jumped over that bench. So four and a half feet. Oh, I could do that. He jumped over that bench and cleared it with another 12 inches to go roughly. Wow. You did the sports science on this. Crazy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I do. I do one penis size as a measurement. All right, Tyler. I asked. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I was expecting something. I I would rather just leave you in your puddle of shame. I need you to support me now. I cannot. Now more than ever. Like a dick splint. (laughs) Tyler, we asked, why is the Middle East rich in oil? Yeah. Is it interesting? Nope. I was going to say, probably not. It's a geographical kind of a situation. Um, It's the geology of the region, of course. The Middle East sits on top of a large deposit of sedimentary rock known as the Arabian Plate, which is rich in hydrocarbons. Apparently, there was a very- uh, hydrocarbons. Of, I told you it was of a hydrocarbon. Right, of course. Um, it was a very shallow sea was there, and it left sediment over time, which compressed and heated, turned into organic material in the sediment. I, listen. Yes, of course. It's, right. It's just, it's one of those fucking things. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I like my answer that a bunch of dinosaurs died there, and you got a bunch of oil. That's the one. There you go. Ryan, last week- we s- talked about the old uh, myth that people with AIDS were putting their blood on needles <laughs> and then leaving them on movie theater seats. Was it true? It's horrific. 
but it's such an interesting urban legend. Did you also look this up? No, I did oh, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, okay, is, is it, it true? true? Nope. Mm-mm. I'm weirdly sorry to hear that. Now let's let's have fun with this one, okay? Let's, let's have fun with AIDS. That's, I'm going. Oh, to, not enough people do that. <laughs> I'm going to read the response by the CDC, and you have to try to guess the year that this response was issued. Because okay. there is a there is a a mishmash of worlds happening in this response. This is what happens when planets collide. The the Center for Disease Control and Prevention recently responded to rumors which claimed that HIV positive people were leaving dirty needles in the coin return slots of pay telephones. Oh, that's so terrible. And in theater seats. The rumors have been spread on the internet and via fax. Okay. And the CDC calls them false. Okay. What year was that? release. Well, I don't know if I'm playing this game fairly, but I know when the AIDS epidemic was at its p- uh, pitch. So I'm going to say I'm going to say 1991. A nice Ooh, so close. But the internet had not taken off yet by oh, 91. Oh, oh, I it was on the, in the internet. The internet and fax machines okay. is how it was going around. 2001. 1999, oh, okay. Ryan. Okay. Very end of the century. Sure. Al Gore had just come up with the internet. Thank you, sir. That's why and- it's called an algorithm. Let me try that again. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's why it's called an algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the first time I did that. It is so weird to see the internet and fax machine in the same sentence. I mean, fax machines, I think, lasted longer than... I, I, last year, I think they had their best year yet. <laughs> cannot be true. Uh, I, I, fax machines in different venues went on a lot longer than I think that you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. That sounds like you do know. Then I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, you're done. I'm all finished. Last week we asked, is every place in the world susceptible to natural disasters? Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, generally speaking, of course it is. I I looked it up as well. Okay. What what did you find? I didn't find it really all that interesting. Yes. Everywhere on earth suffers from natural disasters. Obviously there are certain points on the globe that uh, face them very, very little. I'm glad you said that because that's what I did with this because it was so boring. I'm like, what do I do with this? Here's what I got. In the United States, what is the safest state from natural disasters, Tyler? Uh, Colorado. Uh, Avalanche. Oh, that, yeah, landslides. That's, yeah, that's true. I'll say this <laughs> at the risk of alienating a whole state. Oh, What's the most boring state? Uh, Missouri? Delaware. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is the safest place to live in the world, Tyler? Sorry, Delaware. Nah, fuck uh, you, Delaware. I don't know. Middle of the Pacific Ocean? The island. Uh, excuse me. Iceland, not the island. Iceland is the safest place to live. Really? I mean, and you got a volcano that just erupted recently. What? Well, I mean, <laughs> Come on, stop bitching about it. And in what countries are least affected by natural disasters? There's no chance you'll ever guess this. Andorra and Monaco, Tyler. Least affected by natural disasters. Oh, Monaco, I know. I've never heard of Andorra before. neither. Monaco seems beautiful. And you're not going to get swept up by a tornado, so that's nice also. What's up, Monaco? That's pretty good, actually. I think I'm safe. That scared me a little bit. Well, luckily, we didn't use the name Monica. Sure. Now, Ryan, last week, <laughs> last week, we asked the question, why does time move faster as we age? Is this not as interesting as you're expecting? Oh, yeah. I guess. I don't know why I worded it I like thought you that. were going to, yeah, you, you put weird. that poorly, yeah, and I was sorry. hoping you were going to yeah. use a no. Yeah, um, flat circle? 
Sure. There's been a I, lot of flat circles. I, in so this many yeah. flat circles. Sure. Not everything's a flat circle the same way not everything's a glory hole, Ryan. Fair Knock well, it off. And those two kind of go hand in hand. A study published in 2019, scientists identified the aging brain as the reason we have an altered perception of time. He believes, the scientist who conducted the study, believes we were able to take in new information faster when we were young, allowing the brain to process more within the same period. This makes the days appear longer than they might later on. That's very interesting. Yeah. And there's something to the repetition of life. When you're young, sure. everything is brand new. Everything is a new experience. Without a you doubt. You soak it up. You know, by the time you're my age, you're just like, just brainlessly yeah. beating your wife. It's just the same old thing. What's this, over another over. orgasm? <laughs> Boring. Uh, Did you say beating your wife? Did you say beating yourself? Tyler. Kind of. Um, on one, at some point, at some time. We asked, or you said, uh -oh. can you die from salmonella? Oh, yeah, 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 that's Did you right. not sound foolish? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't think I did that right. You can die from salmonella. Of course, you can die from anything. You die from drinking too much don't water. Don't say, of course, you, you agreed uh, to I it. Not. I, I said that it's one of my greatest fears in life, <laughs> and, you, and you're ho-humming it. <laughs> you can, but it's rare. Now, this, I think, might shock you. There are over a million cases of salmonellasis which I believe is, you know, whatever. The scientific term. In the United States each year that result in roughly 400 deaths. So 400 people a year in the United States die of salmonella. But are they dying which from... Which means we're all going to die of salmonella <laughs> if, if you understand math at all. Sure. Are, we, are they dying from salmonella or are they dying from dysentery from the salmonella? Come on. These bro. are is the that, real Is that questions. the game that you really want to play? If Salmonella gave you the dysentery, you're dying from Salmonella. I'll keep moving these goalposts. I don't give a shit. I want to be right. Dysentery feels right. I mean, if if Oregon Trail is to be believed, or a dysentery will kill your whole flock. And little that, Billy just got carried off by an eagle. Yeah, fuck it. You know what I mean? He was eating all the food. That sure. is Week in Review. That is those guys you hate. Tyler, great job. Tell people how to come and get us. Uh, go to thoseguysyouhate.com and uh, subscribe. We're also on Instagram at thoseguys underscore you hate or find us on YouTube or TikTok at thoseguysyouhate. I think I made a wife beating joke somewhere along the line I, there. I, and that's I think you did too. Not funny. Beating your wife, not funny. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I wasn't sure if you were doing moral of the story. I should have saved that for moral yeah, of the story. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, uh, what is the, yes. I, I actually gave some wrong information, so I'm going to redo this. Okay. Find us on Instagram and YouTube. Those guys underscore you hate on Instagram and YouTube on TikTok, just at those guys you hate. Wait a minute. Isn't it on YouTube? Isn't it just those guys you hate? No, it's at those guys underscore you hate. Huh, how about that? Yep. Tyler, what's the moral of the story? Yeah, yeah. That's our tag in order to find us. Our name on our page is just those guys. Okay, I did not yeah. know that. Uh, moral of the story is um, we shouldn't be frightened of AI, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say. I think we should be sure we should. aware. I think we should be aware. Don't dick step my, my moral of the story. Fair enough. We, are, we should be aware and we should keep our eyes on it. But, you know, there are other people that out there that have expressed... The idea that this may be beneficial to us, although I will admit, Mark, Mark Manson, yeah, one of, one of them. Although I will admit, the 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 
lack of jobs or the the jobs that this will take from people kind of scares me a little bit. But who That's knows? That's the one part that I embrace. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows what is on the other side of this uh, of this discovery? You know, the the I think the internet had this kind of effect on a lot of businesses as well, and we've we've strived since then, kind of. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I mean the 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 invention of the car, you know, where oh we're gonna lose our horses and our carriages. It, it, this is just such a turning point in history, and and we really don't know where we're going. Without a doubt. Yep. Ryan, what's the moral of the story? There are things going on in our society that we just totally do not understand, in that we are not privy to, and we are uh, you know on the precipice of finding out. Maybe. And I don't know where that's going to lead us. I think that maybe it could uncover how dark the human soul could be. And and we are at just like what you're talking about with artificial intelligence. We are at a time of reckoning. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I agree. Yeah. I mean, as I said, we'll see what happens. I mean, nobody can predict whether it's going to be good or bad or whatever. All we know is it is going to be very impactful. Hope, all we can do is hope that it is a positive impact. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you.